anyone else get a sense of peace walking into an office supply store? So as we were back to school shopping with my kiddos, I was experiencing some major FOMO. Like I wanted those pens. Give me a new pair of scissors. <laughs> and I really had to resist buying all of the things because I have enough. I have enough. I also have learned what works and what doesn't work for me over the years. So I know that right now I have enough post-it notes and that I probably don't need another pack of flares. In my Facebook group, one of you recommended to me that I do an episode on my favorite planning tools. And my thought was, of course, let's do this. And so I'm so excited for today's episode. In this episode, I'm going to be talking to you about my beloved office supplies, but I'm also going to talk to you about some digital planning tools that they can really get your planning going. So I'm super excited for this episode. I have all sorts of links in the show notes so that you can check out my favorite things. And if you've been wanting to walk into an office supply store and you just haven't had the time, well, plug in your headphones, close your eyes. I will take you there. Let's do this, y'all. Do you want to feel less scattered and more focused, but the idea of goal setting sounds like adding more pressure to your already pressure-filled life? If so, welcome to the Plan Goal Plan Podcast. I'm Danielle McGee. I'm a professor, mom, planner addict, and recovering overachiever. After years of hustle and grind, I was tired of trying harder. I was ready to try easier. At the intersection of research, practice, and play, I found a purposeful path to planning and goal setting that is fun, simple, and sustainable. If you're ready to try easier, if you're ready to make memories and do meaningful work, grab a pen. I will equip you with tools and practices to clarify purpose, reclaim time, and achieve goals playfully and lightly. Let's get started. Office supplies have always been really fun for me. There's something so calming, so promising about an office supply store or an office supply section of a store where you can sit there and you just imagine a future where everything is organized and in place And it's like your future self has this potential to have it all together. And so I really, really appreciate that about planning tools. But I do remember when I was really struggling, when I was going through a moment in my life where things did not feel at all together, where I was struggling with sleep, I was exhausted, I was dealing with anxiety, My brain just wasn't remembering things. And I turned to planning and goal setting as a way to help give me direction and help me maybe find some clarity and some purpose in my life again. Planning tools were something that excited me and were wildly helpful, but I also know that they can sometimes be a distraction. And so before I jump into things, I just want to remind you that you don't need that much to make a difference. And while I love the promise and the possibility of planning tools to to help us organize, that ultimately clarity is going to come from within. As we talk about all these tools, remember that you are the person who makes these tools go. I also want you to remember that how you use these tools is up to you. I was chatting with someone recently and I was talking about the work that I do 
with this podcast and with my business. And, and they were skeptical. They were skeptical about time management in general. And, and I get it because I think that time management has been used to cram more things into our lives, to put more pressure on us, to do even more of the things. And that especially when it comes to goal setting, that is often framed as this thing that is there to help you achieve and be really, really successful. And heck, if that's what you want, go for it, girlfriend. I gotcha. But I also think that many of the same tools that are used to fill people's life with busyness can be used to help us create clarity in our lives, to give us a sense of direction, to help us know what the next right thing is. Those same tools can help us create space for rest, for joy and delight and connection with those that we love. So as we jump into this discussion, I want to encourage you to be reflective about Are you seeking yet another planning tool because you think that that's the answer to all of your problems when what you really need to do is just put pen to paper, go for a walk, spend some time thinking about your life. If you aren't sure how to do that, if you aren't sure how to reflect, if you aren't sure how to connect to yourself, if you're at a place where you're like, Danielle, I don't even know what it is that I like anymore. I was chatting with someone. Oh, a while ago now, it's been a couple months, and we were talking about, you know, what what is it that delights you? And she told me, she's like, I don't even know anymore. And it was interesting because I'd asked her that question and she said, my mind immediately went to things that I really liked doing 20 years ago. And then I started asking myself, well, why am I not doing those things anymore? And then it occurred to me, oh, I like new things now. I like new things now. I like cooking and baking and spending time with my family. And that's not what I liked doing when I was 22. And so all of this is to say, if you need someone to support you through that process, I would love to work with you. The first step is actually a free complimentary call. In the month of September, I'll be doing 30 minute calls. If you can jump in there and get on my calendar in August yet, you might be able to get a full hour complimentary call with me. Sometimes you just need a support person to guide you along, to cheer you along, to repeat back to you the things that you already know about yourself. Head on over to plangoplan.com, schedule a complimentary call. I love to help people connect with themselves to figure out that next right thing. And heck, maybe we'll pick out some stickers or post-it notes together too. All right, so I have divided this episode kind of into two different parts. And the first part is planning tools that are old school. Like if you want to kick it old school, what are what are the planning tools that don't require an app, that don't require your phone, that don't require your computer? That's where we're starting. Then, then we'll go into those digital planning tools and talk about what's worked for me, what hasn't, and what are some of my favorites. Okay, so old school is my favorite. And it's usually the cheapest. So that's exciting. And if you would ask me, what are my top, most important, most used, old school planning tools? I would say a pen, a paper planner, and a notebook. Those are the absolute essentials for me. And I think that if that's all you got, you got it good. (laughs) So 
So my very favorite pen is a Pentel Liberato. And y'all, can we talk about the price of pens lately? It is bonkers. The inflation on this pen is worse than the inflation on eggs earlier this year. So my, I was getting this pen. It's beautiful and it's not particularly cheap, but gosh, now it's really not cheap. So it is silver and it has some rose gold details on it. And ooh, it's just nice and hefty. So I think if you get it on Pentel's website, you can only get the all silver ones and they are $20. But if you go to Amazon, you can find the ones with the rose gold details. They're really striking looking pens, y'all. I think that they're like $30 now, which is wild. But the cool thing is, I will say, regardless of how much you end up spending on it, the pen is refillable and the refills are very affordable. So it is a one-time kind of upfront cost. And then you can just keep refilling at a much more reasonable price. So what is it that I love about this pen? So y'all, I like a juicy pen. I like a pen that puts out a decent amount of ink. If you are someone who doesn't like a juicy pen, this pen is not for you. I do have to be careful about what paper I use it on because I find that toothier paper really soaks it in really nice and I have no problems with smudging. But if I use too glossy of a paper, this pen's ink will sit a little bit at the top. So no smooth paper with this. So if you are a plum paper planner user, so many peas, this pen is probably not for you. I'm like laughing at all of these peas. I feel like I'm doing a warm up right now with my students in public speaking. So y'all, this pen is juicy and it's smooth and it is hefty in your hand, which did take me a little while to get used to, but once I adjusted, I am hooked. I also really like the Pentel Klarna. I think that's how you say it. It is much more affordable. And if you are someone who likes a really fine tip, I think that they have it in a 0.3 millimeter tip. The Pentel Liberetto is a 0.7. I also really like the G2s. I like the new Sharpie. And if I like colors, I really like the flares. If I'm doing writing where I want to be able to erase things, the friction pens are great. I just don't think they're quite as fun to write with as my Liberetto that just has such smooth ink, y'all. Now, when it comes to notebooks, I'm very, very picky about paper. I don't like any ghosting. And like I said, I really like paper that is a little toothy. So I'm a big fan of Erin Condren's paper, which is Mohawk 80 pound paper. And you can buy Erin Condren notebooks. They're spiral, you can change out your covers, which is super fun. And they often go on sale. And I'll just buy a bunch of these notebooks. They're really great. I like the size of them as well. Right now I am using Bullet Journals Edition 2 which is a Loistrom 1917. I really like the size of this, so it's an A5. You've seen the Loistrom journals all over the place. They're, they're beautiful. What I love about the Bullet Journal Edition 2 is the thickness of the paper. The paper is just a little bit thicker than Edition 1 was, and I find that I get a lot less ghosting, which is important to me. But I really like 
this bullet journal edition too, or an Erin Condren for my notebook because I'm really fussy about paper. Which brings to me to my third most important old school planning tool, which is a paper planner. And y'all, I have used so many different planners. I've experimented. I love planners. I love listening to people talk about their planners. I like pairing people with planners. Seriously, like if you want me to match you to a planner, send me an email at support at plangoplan.com and like we will just geek out and learn what it is that you like and I will pair you with the perfect planner. I like making matches. So what is my favorite paper planner? The paper planner that I have used the most times is the Golden Coil, which is absolutely gorgeous and they are customizable. So you go in there and you almost design your own planner. It's pretty amazing. I have my favorite layouts. My biggest tip, if you go to Golden Coil and you make your own planner, do not fill it to the rim. Look at the coil sizes. I like to keep my coil pretty small and then make sure that I stay within the page range that they suggest for that coil size. The Golden Coil is also an 80 pound paper, 80 pound Mohawk paper, and it is the most beautiful planner. And I buy monthly tabs from either Passion Planner or Erin Condren, and I put those on the side. I get my stickers from Erin Condren, and I make the most beautiful, beautiful Golden Coil planner. <laughs> It's so great, y'all. My only complaint is that I do wish that they had things like weekly previews or weekly review layouts that would help me along the way. One of my favorite planners that's a lot more affordable but does a lot of the weekly monthly reflection work is actually the Clever Fox Planner. And you can get this in a variety of sizes. It lacks the elegance of a golden coil but the paper is still really nice and thick. Like I said, you get some different size options. So if size of a planner is important to you, you can make a decision. Clever Fox is a really great alternative. So if I was stuck on an island, I would take my Pentel Liberetto pen. I would take my Golden Coil planner and I would probably take my Bullet Journal Edition 2 notebook. So there you have it, folks. Those are my favorite old school planning tools. So I use a hybrid planning method. And basically how this works for me is I have a digital calendar, which I'll talk about in a moment, where I put all of my appointments. And this is important to me because I like to have a digital calendar that I can share with other people so they can see when I'm available and kind of go from there. But when it comes to task management, that's why I really like to use a paper planner. I like to have a place where I can write down all of my to-dos in one place so I don't have sticky notes in 500 different places that I'm trying to collect and organize. So all of my list making goes in my paper planner. I also do write all of my appointments in my paper planner as well, so I kind of double dip there. And the reason that I do that is because I don't want to forget things. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about pen to paper that solidifies it in my mind. To have to slow down and rewrite all of my appointments in my paper planner, I think the act of doing this 
helps me start to organize things in my mind and also helps me think about my tasks in relationship to my appointment schedule and the gaps in those schedules so that I can start thinking about when should I be doing what things and what are my priorities. Let's talk about digital tools. My most used digital planning tool is actually just Google Calendar. My employer uses Google for our email, so we have access to a Google Calendar, and I find it really easy to use, super helpful to be able to just share my calendar with people that I'm working with so that they can just get on my calendar, see when we both have availabilities, and get something scheduled. In Google Calendar, you can also create lists and tasks. I actually don't use this feature very much just because I find that when I type things, it does not stick in my brain the same way as it does when I write things down. But it's really great for me to use if I'm in a pinch. So if I'm out grocery shopping and I think about a work task, I can just pull up my GCAL task list and just add, add items on it. I've used quite a few different digital apps over the years, many of which I have liked, but I tend to not stick with them as long as I have my pen, my paper planner, and my notebook. So I'll let you know what I'm using right now. So right now I'm playing around with an app called Sansama, and what I really like about it is it moves you through planning in a way that is maybe the most similar to the process that I have been sharing with you all on this podcast. So each day it prompts you to make a list of your most important things. At the end of the week, it kind of moves you through a weekly review. My favorite feature is that it connects to your email so you can drag an email to your task list. And this is really helpful for me because managing email is just a pain. So to be able to just drag an email to my to-do list is really, really nice. So I think that there are a lot of really amazing things happening with this app. I think that it works really, really well. It's designed well. I do think the way that it engages you, it prompts you to do daily previews, daily reviews, weekly previews, weekly reviews is really in line with a lot of the research out there on what makes planning effective. Now, I would probably tweak a few of the prompts. I would ask slightly different questions, but for the most part, it's a really wonderful app. If you are someone who really likes digital planning, I think that it is a wonderful resource. The other digital app that I'm using is called MeisterTask. And I started using this because it was recommended um, by Chelsea Joe. She has a podcast called Systematize My Life. And she has a program called Systematize My Biz, which I have gone through. And she recommends using MeisterTask to create workflows for your business. I'm a solopreneur, I guess. <laughs> That's like really funny for me to say out loud. I'm not sure why. I'll do some reflection on that. But I decided to use this and go through this program in part because I know that if I want my business to grow, eventually I'm going to create a team of people to work on this podcast, to work on my business. And that means I'm going to need to have a place to organize my tasks in a way that other people can see it. So MeisterTask is a task management system that I think is particularly effective if you are working with a team 
and you need to know where everyone is in terms of the tasks that you're working on. You need to be able to share information with each other and you need to be able to see who's done with what and what is the next task on our list. It also has a feature where you are able to record how long it takes you to complete each task. And if you are someone that is struggling with time perception skills, you struggle to predict how long is a task going to take me to do. This is a wonderful feature. I have a client who uses an app called Timular that does a very similar thing. So if you are someone that needs to sort of figure out how long are tasks taking me to do so that you can plan in the future, Meister Task is really great for that. One of my favorite things about a lot of the different digital tools out there is the way in which they can start automating tasks. Depending on what your life is like, depending on what your job is like, you know, using Zapier or using apps that make tasks automatic is so, so important. So I really, so in my job and my personal life, I really like using Google Calendar, but for my business, I do use Calendly. And what I really like about that is its ability to connect with all of these other apps. When you schedule an appointment with me, it will automatically create a Zoom meeting. If you're a coaching client with me, it will automatically send you coaching contracts for you to sign. So if you are looking for digital tools, I would really recommend looking for ones that help you automate tasks, ones that are really integrative and connect across different apps so you are not having to use 15 different apps that they just integrate with each other and work really well with each other. Planning tools are so fun. This has been a blast getting to share with you all what my favorite planning tools are. I want to encourage you to experiment and play with different planning tools. To try them on. Figure out what aspects of the planning tool works for you, what isn't. Get picky. I also don't want you to overcomplicate things. I don't want the planning tools to distract you. I don't want it to distract you from doing the reflective work on yourself that you might need to do to get the clarity, the direction that you need to do the next right thing. I would encourage you to look at all the different productivity apps that you have on your phone and ask yourself, do I need all these? Are these helping me focus or are they distracting me? But you all buy stickers, get the stickers, go for the stickers. <laughs> the stickers are delightful. I wish for you planning tools that spark joy. I wish for you planning tools that give you focus, that help you remember what matters, and that move you closer to being the person that you want to be. Sense the possibilities, y'all. If this podcast has inspired you, guided you, or just made you laugh, the number one way that you can thank me is by leaving a written review for the show over on Apple Podcasts. I'm seriously tickled every time that I hear from you all. So pop onto Instagram and follow Plan Go Plan and digital message me. I want to say hello. I want to geek out about all things planning and goal setting. Keep sensing the possibilities, y'all.